Hi everyone and welcome to the acute and chronic heart failure clinical scenario. Um, just if anyone's listening on podcast, just be aware that there are a couple of images in the scenario that you can log in and look to um, later on, um, an ABG and an ECG. So uh, the scenario is that uh, you're presented with a 70 year old male patient with a background of hypertension and who's presented to the emergency department and the ED SHO suspects that the patient is in acute heart failure. Please describe how you would assess and manage this patient. Okay, so if he's a 70 year old gentleman with um, suspected heart failure, I would uh, go in and take a history from this patient. I would try and understand um, the, how quickly his symptoms have come on and in particular, what type of symptoms uh, that he's having. Um, specific things I might be uh, asking about is um, any signs, of, any symptoms of fluid overload, um, any difficulty breathing, um, uh, especially difficulty breathing at night, um, and also whether he's uh, got any uh, PND and then also trying to understand yeah, so how, how quickly symptoms have come on, um, how much, how severe they are, and then also asking about the whether this has happened before, um, if this is a recurring issue, so if he's got established heart failure and this is coming on on and off, um, and how he's been managing it himself, uh, slash with the help of his uh, perhaps the primary care team, um, and whether he's got any other comorbidities um, that could be contributing to his heart failure or causing uh, this heart failure, um, and then thinking about other things, so his social history, who he lives with at home, um, uh, whether he takes any recreational drugs or any history of recreational drugs, any history of smoking, um, and uh, whether he drinks, drinks significant amounts of alcohol um, and whether he has um, uh, any therapies that he's tried recently that help these symptoms. And in terms of assessing him, I would do an um, A to E assessment and I'd be looking for signs of fluid overload to see how severe his uh, heart failure is. And I would uh, be looking for uh, pedal edema, uh, his JVP, um, listening to his lungs to see if he's um, got pulmonary edema or any pleural effusions, and also listening to his heart to see if there's anything that could suggest why he has heart failure, um, uh, such as valvular heart disease or structural heart disease, such as Hokins when he flow murmurs, uh, and then also doing some baseline investigations. Um, next to the patient. So I definitely think about doing a, an ECG um, and a chest x-ray. And then I also think about doing some blood tests. Um, and this will be trying to think about the uh, any things that could cause acute heart failure. Um, so I do a full blood count, um, use knees to check his renal function. Um, I think about doing um, uh, checking his inflammatory markers, check he hasn't got an infection, um, possible infective endocarditis. Uh, and then I would also think about going on to do uh, 
a transthoracic or bedside, a bedside V-scan to try and see if there's any obvious uh, clues as to why he's got heart failure. Um, and the severity, the echo severity of his heart failure. Um, and that's probably how I assess the patient. Thank you. Uh, so uh, you find that his oxygen saturations are 91% on four liters of oxygen. His heart rate is 100 beats per minute. His blood pressure is 170 over 100. And clinically, he is in congestive cardiac failure. Now, his ABG is shown, and that is on the four liters of oxygen. Uh, please describe to me how you would further manage this patient based on that information. Okay, so his ABG shows that he's um, he's uh, hypoxic and acidotic um, and so therefore I would uh, think about this. this is on four liters um, so and he's got signs of congestive cardiac failure with blood pressure of 170 so I would start uh, thinking about diuresing this gentleman um, with, uh, acutely with fruzamide um, initially uh, catheterizing the gentleman to monitor urine inputs and outputs um, and given that he's not responded uh, given he's acidotic um, I could think about uh, either sodium bicarb sodium bicarb um, or I could also think about um, NIV as well um, to help bring down his PCO2 um, and yeah and then I think I'd also escalate to my consultant to say that this patient's uh, quite unwell um, and this is what I was doing for him. Okay uh, any other treatment strategies that you can think of? Um, so I'd uh, Diuresis, I suppose I could add in extra diuresis if needed. So if he's not diuresing enough, I can consider uh, stronger diuretics. Um, and um, again, monitoring his response to NIV um, to try and, with the further ABG, to try and then see if things need changing on his NIV settings. Okay. Uh, so you you manage to stabilize this patient and you see him in the outpatient clinic in two months time and he's been discharged with 40 milligrams of fruzamide once a day and ramipril 2.5 milligrams once a day now prior to coming to see you in clinic he's had an, a transthoracic echo which shows an ejection fraction of 30 percent and his pre-clinic ecg is shown here Please talk me through any uh, further investigations that you'd like to do and potential management options you would consider. So it's currently on 40 milligrams of fruzamide. Um, and what are the medications, sorry, again? Uh, and 2.5 milligrams of Ramipril. And 2.5 milligrams of Ramipril. 
He's got an ejection fraction of 30%, and his ECG here shows a broad left bundle um, with AF. Um, so I would think to here, I'd think to uh, add in, um, uh, I can increase his Ravibril um, if he's not too hypotensive. Uh, and really, I'd refer him to uh, refer him for consideration of CRT therapy. And given his ejection fraction is thirty percent, uh, I think that's CRTD because um, my CD is also indicated here. So, and he's got left bundle, which is broad. So, CRTD therapy um, and increasing his rambril in the meantime uh, for this gentleman. Okay. Any other treatment options that you might consider? Um, I suppose after increasing Rampril, I could also uh, introduce uh, Risoprolol um, if, if his heart rate tolerates it, uh, the blood pressure tolerates it, and I could also consider um, uh, an MRI uh, such as spinal lactone as well. Okay. Uh... So you see the patient in clinic again uh, in another three months. He, you've established him on a beta blocker ACE inhibitor and a mineralocorticoid receptor antagonist. He's had a repeat transthoracic echo uh, following uh, a month of that therapy, which has shown an ejection fraction of 30%. His ECG is unchanged from previous. What further options would you have uh, for optimizing his treatment? Um, so I'd, I'd definitely have uh, still ha I hope that he'd have his CRTD uh, therapy given his ECG is unchanged his echo is unchanged mm -hmm. um, maybe I could increase his uh, asymptomatic beta blocker if there's room to increase them um, if his symptoms and blood pressure and heart rate allow um, and uh, after that, I could consider um, uh, Entresto, uh, if he's still very symptomatic. Okay, good. Thank you very much. That completes the scenario. Thank you.